Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin hi you're welcome to another edition of the free form rock podcast man uh charles we got a guest today man who do we have well boy do we it's been a long time coming uh wanted to get him on bs we're still working on that uh ladies and gentlemen mr joseph staub welcome to the freeform rock podcast thanks for having me guys i'm really excited to be here you guys it's been a long time coming yeah man and uh, i think we poached you from the rmcp right <laughs> probably <laughs> probably, probably somewhere. yeah that's where i get all my co-hosts and guests uh, you choose wisely i choose wisely yeah because i i let those two vet them first and i go oh they're good i'll take them <laughs> you guys like audition for this podcast on theirs yeah <laughs> it's like an open audition you, hey you're on the rmcp i listen to it and i go that would be a good freeform rock podcast host <laughs> or guest maybe so so how you guys doing how you doing jerry Doing good, man. Doing good. Hey, Joseph, man. Good to have you on our show. Thanks, Jerry. I'm glad to be here. It's been a long time since I've been on any show, and I'm really excited just to get back in and talking about some great music and just having some fun. Yeah, I just hope you're going to like me after this one, though, man. I hope you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can take it. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> like I said, I offer, I offer anybody to come back when I dog on their album. Always welcome them to come back if they want a dog on something I pick. I got no problem with that whatsoever. So, well, you, you don't want to be a Terran to make everybody happy with your review. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll explain more in detail about this. Album. I know, but like I, I used to do a podcast with him, and we did some shows where uh, I picked the album, and he he just like licked its ass, and then. And then a couple months later, he goes, I hated that album. So why did you say you liked it? I wanted to make you happy. And I go, oh, fuck off. I quit. <laughs> That's how I quit, actually. I said, you mean Dude. the same thing he used to do to Ralph when they, when he was on the RMCP? And he, he used to say he loved Anthrax and loved Megadeth and all this stuff. And he kind of find out he never even listened to the album. Who? Terrence. Terrence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrence. He's a, he, he, he wants to be loved, but how could you be loved when you're a dick? Yeah, exactly. And, and Terrence, take down that five star review, man. It's fucking embarrassing, dude. Seriously, if, if you're the only person, the only person I give us a five star review, we could be embarrassed about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking a. It's like, dude, people are gonna look at that and go, I don't want to. Terrence likes this fucking podcast. I don't want to hear this shit. Fuck, oh, man. I wish there was. I got to figure out a way to remove five star reviews from Apple. Right. <laughs> God, I, I, I do not condone him, and I don't want him condoning us. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I, I know when I saw that review, I go, what the fuck is he licking my ass for? I go, fuck. So, Joseph, mm. man, you picked an album, Kicks Midnight Dynamite, right? Yes, sir. All right, but before we get into that, we do have a five-star review from someone we actually like. <laughs> It's from Rocket Pod. Chris, Chris Sinzak said he sent it to us. 
uh, on uh, Podchaser. So you guys could go leave reviews for us on Podchaser. If you don't have Apple, go to Podchaser. Leave us a five-star review, man. We get them, man. And we'll read them on the air. Uh, so Chris said, Rock and Pod, five-star review, a fun show that doesn't take itself too seriously. We need more of that in the podcast world. So good, you want to snort whiskey after listening. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I need to... Chris is a great Chris is a great Yeah, and Charles is saying I have a... We'll, we'll save that for the show, Charles, because of uh, the video. Man, Charles, man, what's going on with you, man? Quiet today. Uh, just got off work and... Uh... I'm a little concerned because I have some personal news for today's episode. Oh. Uh, I did not drink for this episode, so I'm flying sober. Oh, what happened? So we're going to see what well, is Easter, and I chose to abstain today. Uh, but uh, we'll see if I can come up with anything without... Is alcohol my performance enhancer, or can I bring it? You could bring it, dude. You're, you're very oh, you smart, bring, dude. You bring it up. You bring it on the nope. BS session all the time. You don't drink. So yeah, you'll be so, but this is different. This is freeform. So we're going to okay. see if I have that same ability. I don't know. I'm a little. I'm just nervous on that. But we'll we'll see. So if I, you know. so if I remember when this episode comes out, I'll put up something on the page going, "How did Charles do sober on this episode?" Yeah. I'll just write that in the notes. <laughs> yeah. I just write it's that like in the, the show first one ever. So. Yeah. Well, I'm smoking weed. I can't drink because I'm on that prednisone. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, this is basically a, a, nice a sober episode. Oh, I'm not yeah. sober. I'm I'm stoned. <laughs> well, you're not. You're still sober. But... I'm. St well, what? Do they, they call that sober being stoned? No. Or not being. I mean, no, that's not being... sober. You could go to jail being stoned. Well, no. yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I kind of forgot we did it today. I got really drunk yesterday, and then I realized, oh, we're not doing it today. So, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> you guys want to get into this album? Uh, but before we get into it, I want to ask uh, Joseph, man, how did you get into Kicks? So, uh, make a long story short, they're uh, they're they're a very local band for me. I'm from about no less than an hour from where they're all from. The, all the guys in the band, they all still live there down in Maryland. And um, so it's growing up, they were just a band that kind of everybody in this area knew. And my dad and all his friends listened to Kicks right from the beginning, from the first album. We had all the albums growing up and everything. So I was very, very much brought up on Kicks. So it was, it was kind of in my blood growing up. And then uh, this is one of the first albums I remember hearing. I remember we, when I was really young, we wore the first album to dust. I love that's my favorite Kicks album is the first album, but this is kind of the one that's kind of regarded by Kicks fans as the best. I mean, Blow My Fuse is kind of regarded in the wider world as the best one, just because it was the one that sold the most. Uh, but for a lot of Kicks fans, I, they'd say Midnight Dynamite is, is their best album. So I, I picked this one. Um, but yeah, they, they've just kind of been. I've been a fan of theirs all my life. I've seen them. They're the band I've seen the most. I've seen them probably 10 or 11 times because they play around here so much. Yeah, they don't come um, to California. We're, we're not, we're not. They don't yeah, very lot. rarely. They'll, they, yeah. they'll play like may, maybe one show a year out there. They usually play a show at the Whiskey every year, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't want to go um, to Whiskey. That's a shit yeah. show in downtown fucking Hollywood, man. Yeah. So I, I get to, I, I've seen them at. Um, there's a there's a, a festival every year. It's actually next month. It's called the M3 Rock Fest. It's a bunch of '80s, usually a bunch of hair bands and stuff. And Kicks usually headlines one of the nights since it's really close to their hometown. 
Um, so that's their kind of big show every year is at this M3 Rock Fest. I've seen them there a couple times. I've seen them at state fairs. I saw them at a, a fire hall. They literally had like an ambulance hall. They played a concert. Um, so I was about 10 feet away from them. It was, it was just a great show. They, they play... They play a ton of deep cuts when they play around their home, so it's it's really cool to see them in this area. That's cool, man. You got I'm so jealous. I I love kicks, man. But uh, Jerry, how you got you got any kicks? How you got into kicks? Uh, basically, you know, same way anybody did. You just listening to their music on you know MTV and you know at a radio station called WEBN in Cincinnati used to play the hell out of them. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, let me read my introduction here, if you don't mind here. Go for it. <laughs> Not said like an asshole now, because I'm going to douche this album, and Joseph loves them. I feel bad now, so... I might have to say I love every song now. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. They've always been an enigma to me. I mean, they have some good, dirty, rocket albums, such as their debut, Blow My Shoes, Hot Wire, and even the 2014 Rock Your Face Off, which are all, like, dirty, good rock and roll records, man. Unfortunately, they had, some, had a couple weak albums, uh... Cool Kids and this one we're discussing today, I think, are very weak as far as kicks is concerned. I mean, it's 80s cliche at its worst, in my opinion. I think the songwriting is lazy. And Steve Whiteman's vocals on this one are not as good as I, you know, on any of his other records. Um, uh, what saves this uh, band, what saves this album from being total disaster are the great leads and guitar playing by Ronnie and Brian. I think they're a great guitar to do them. Um, some albums last the test of time, but this one needs to stay lost in time and forgotten, in my opinion. Sorry. Ooh, what? You just gave a fucking... All right, good night. Good night, Thanks. Jerry. Have a good night. We'll we'll get we'll get back to you in an hour on the video. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't hate kicks. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm not a big fan of this album. All right. Charles, uh, do you have any... I don't know if you know kicks before this review. Uh, I never got into them. So, I went in with fresh ears. I mean, I knew that don't close your eyes and all that stuff, but I don't know. I didn't get into it then. So, but the good news was I listened to this with a fresh mind, open mind. Yeah, I, I got it. see notion about this group, so. Okay, we'll see if you're with Jerry or you're with uh, Joseph. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I think, but everybody probably knows what I think because I like everything. No spoiler alert here. But, uh, man, I got into kicks because of uh, MTV seeing freaking uh, that, that fucking video for uh, Cold Blood, man. Fuck, what Great. a fucking catchy fucking chorus. Is fucking mind worms, man. Fucking, I, I just go, man, this is cool. And then, and then when the internet age came up, man, I had downloaded all their old albums illegally, which I'm rebuying, guys, so don't... Uh, don't fret. I, I rebought most of your stuff already. So I paid for that <laughs> now. But that's how I got into this. The first album. Oh, I have the last album, Rock Your Face Off, which is a great fucking album. And Steve Whiteman has a solo album I haven't heard that came out in between that one and and the new Kicks album they're supposedly they're working on, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I have his uh, solo album on vinyl. I bought it at the store where he put it out at. Dang, is it good? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good album. I, I bought the CD at one of their concerts, and I really liked it right when it came out. And then there's a there's a record store in their hometown where, like, a whole bunch of, like, it's like a little kicks museum almost. There's, like, a whole bunch of memorabilia and stuff, like the saxophone that Steve played at, at concerts in the 80s and stuff like that. All their gold and platinum albums are hanging on the walls and everything. So it's just a really cool little, like, just kicks memorabilia place, but also 
um, they sell a lot of Kicks albums and stuff, and he put out a vinyl edition of, of his solo album only available at that store. Damn. He seems like a nice guy, man. He's also the yeah. vocal coach of Lizzie Hale. She yes, loves yeah. him. And that's he, he did. Uh, he does vocal lessons at that. It's a, it's a it's a record store that's attached to like a music school, and he does vocal and harmonica lessons. Jimmy does drum lessons. Uh, I think Brian and Ronnie do guitar lessons there as well. I want to move there and go get all the autographs and get lessons. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Just move, oh, yeah. just, move, just move in with Al, man. You'll get everybody's fucking. Autograph. Oh, fucking Al. We got to get him on this podcast. He's never been on. He's been invited. And he was going to do it, but always something comes up. He gets a free ticket and gets to go see yeah. uh, Billy Sheehan. You know, <laughs> something like that, man. Fuck. But uh, yeah, this is just a really, if you like, like good, like, I'm just saying, this is like, it's nothing like, this album is nothing like that was coming out. It has the elements of that, spoiler alert, but it's, it's, it still stands out from the, the poppy stuff, poppy metal that was coming out at this time. I think. I think they were one of the first poppy metal bands in 83. <laughs> Damn. Hmm. But um, let's get into this album. Uh, so Jerry picked the, the title track, Midnight Dynamite. So here's Midnight Dynamite on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
right, Jerry, you picked this Midnight Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, it's actually starting out with a pretty cool opening riff. I love how the riff starts. Um, it's a little weak around the pre-chorus and chorus. And it's really, I don't know, I just didn't really kind of lost me there. Uh, but definitely the verse sections, they rock. They're really good. And the bridge and solo are pretty good. So I'm going to start out with a three out of five horns, man. Damn. So, Joseph, what do you think about it? Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite songs off the album. I think it's a great opener, and um, it's kind of one of the more well-known songs. I mean, with the album cover with Steve and the Dynamite, with the fuse lit and everything. At the time, in the 80s, he'd come out and play concerts and play this song with that microphone with the fuse lit. Um, and I remember the first time I ever saw Kicks. it was not too long after their last album came out. And they opened with "Can't Stop the Show" off the their most recent album, and that's a that's a good it's a good song, but it, it it's a it's a kind of middle of the road kind of not not fast not slow but kind of middle of the road. It's not a really great opening track for a concert. So when they finished that, and they went right into this song, and the crowd went nuts, and that's when you okay, I'm seeing kicks now. Like it, it, that's what really kicked off the concert, and a lot of the times I've seen them since. This has been the opening song, and it's it's one of my favorite kick songs. I think it's one of the best songs on the album. I give it a five out of five. Charles, you want to go next or you want to go last? Uh, why don't you go? All right. <clears throat> this is like total ACDC mixed with some fucking Aerosmith, man. To start this song, man, they sound like ACDC and then his fucking phrasings on the chorus. And, man, it's like a, it goes, Midnight Dynamite. I just like the way he's singing that. See, there's a little karaoke for you, Charles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then doesn't, he doesn't sing it straight, man. He just has this tone that just does whatever it wants and it just fits the songs. And the fucking guitar rules, man. I give this fucking, this is like awesome fucking fantastic song to start off an album and let you know what you're going to be in for. Or uh, on Jerry's case, we don't know yet. <laughs> Maybe we do. So uh, then we get to the next track, which is Red Hot. To say what I wanted. Oh yeah, Charles, go ahead. <laughs> okay. See if it. See how it works here. Okay. No, nah, it's just I'm stoned. Go ahead. Here we go. Pretty good riff work on the track. I'm not too wild like Jerry about that lead-in part of the verse of the chorus. It's got a Def Leppard knockoff feel to it, but the good Def Leppard, yeah. with all arms. Uh, but, you know, derivative of, like, Def Leppard. I don't think it's terrible, though, this song, by any means. Uh, it's just a stock hair metal song. I, I could see it, like, not in the movie Top Gun, but, like, in Best of the Best or American Ninja. Like, a, one of those straight-to-Cinemax movies. I, I don't know why. It sounds like a soundtrack movie to me. Um, but I kind of like it. I'm going to give it half an eyeliner, and uh, it doesn't quite register Keelfest. <laughs> an eyeliner. What does that mean? You got to explain that rating for us. Well, you can. They can. They can do one eye. They can. They can use eyeliner on one eye for this okay. song. <laughs> All right. right so that means you're in the middle on it. I didn't hate it. It was pretty decent. All right. Now we get to Red Hot, and uh, Joseph, what do you think of this one? Um, it's not one of my favorites off the album. I love the riff. The riff, I think, is killer. Um, Steve's vocals, this isn't one of his better vocal performances on the album to me. I think, um, it's a little bit, it feels like it kind of drags a little bit in the chorus, but I think it's a good song overall. I think it's, it's, it's not one of my favorites, but I, I, I wouldn't 
say I just I dislike it or anything. It's certainly not a keel fest, but um, uh, it's a, it's 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 good. It's good. I, it's about middle of the road for me. Shit. What do you think about it? Uh, I'll go with you, Charles. Well, I'm digging the vocals in the verse. I did find the chorus to be stereotypical, but to me overall, I can say this is better than like any Poison song. Which is a shame, as Mark. You're not wrong there. (laughs) You're not raising the bar. Hey, hey, hold on! It's a shame because Mark still sells poison as if they're the second coming of Zeppelin. (laughs) This is better than that by far. I mean, it's pretty stock, but it's okay. So I'm going to give him the eyeliner for the other eye. Okay, but look, fucking that poison episode has 180 downloads. I know RMCP or other podcasts. That's little, but that's a lot for us as we're building. Uh, but, uh, 180, dude, and fucking Jimi Hendrix only got 50 through downloads. How is oh, that possible? Oh, something about Ricky Rocket. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who can't drum? What do you think about the song or Jerry, one of y'all? Oh, me. I'll go. I'm going to let Jerry go last on this one. What a voice, Steve. I can listen to him all the time and twice on Fridays. Yeah, I did say Fridays because Metal Mike Tyler from that metalstation.com and the plug, pot, uh, music, and whatever it is. Sorry, Nate. I fucked up. <laughs> uh, he says twice on Sunday, so I changed it to Fridays because I don't want to steal from him. But, uh, man, his voice is like ear candy. This is real party rock. Although, it's funny how you brought up Poison, Charles. <laughs> poison in my notes. I love Poison. Brett could never sing like Steve. Fuck no. Okay, and I think Steve would make Poison songs better, and I'm a Poison fan. <laughs> but this song fucking rules. I love it, and the drums and the solos kick ass. So, Jerry. Oh, boy. Uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Vocals terrible. Come on, Steve. You are a much better singer. The fucking chorus is lame. Terrible, terrible song. This may be their Read My Body by a Kiss. Oh! One of Next. Oh. Ford. Next. <laughs> next. So, uh, then we go to the next song, which is um, Bang Bang Balls of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> bang Bang Balls of Fire. <laughs> Nobody picked this one. I'm going to let you go first, Charles, since you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was weird was when I was listening to it, and maybe it was just because I was listening to it on Apple, and the volume dropped significantly from the previous... Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to write that in my notes. I thought I was just tripping. So it did Did happen. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it happened on me, too, on Amazon. So I think somebody's fucking up with the engineering on this album. Yeah. And it was probably for good reason. Balls of fire. This is more like (laughs) balls of plastic. This one sucks. It's going to make me reevaluate already my stance on poison. <laughs> this one is the fifth at Keelfest bad. No thanks. And give me back that fucking eyeliner. <laughs> All right, Joseph, what do you think of it? Well, uh, how, how do I follow that? I love this song. Um, <laughs> follow up on the last one. I think this is... This is definitely a, a better follow-up to Mid- the song Midnight Dynamite than uh, Red Hot was. Uh, I love, and I'll be the first one to mention this, I know I'm not the only one that uh, that knows about this, but on the uh, recent re- remixed reissue of... Joseph, you there? 
Uh, cut off, guys. So, uh, Joseph, you're talking about Bang Bang Balls of Fire. Yeah. So I, like I said, I love this song. It's one. Uh, it's. I wouldn't say it's like in my top three on the album, but I, re I do really do love it. I think Steve's vocals are good on it. I really like the guitar work and everything. It's. A, I think it's a really catchy song. Um, I was talking about the uh, the 35th anniversary Midnight Dynamite relit that they put out. Um, I think it's a really good remix of it, and it. Uh, I know a lot of people's uh, com one of people's complaints, if they have any, about this album is kind of like there's some like 80s cheese elements to it, and some like keyboard noises and stuff that kind of really don't fit with their style as much. And uh, that remix kind of strips a lot of that back, and it's it's a lot more straight ahead rock on the remix. Uh, than it is on the original album. So I, I think it's a really good uh, remix of a great album, and I think that this song is a great song. Yeah, I need to hear that remix. I, I, got, that the, remix. I got the Blow My Fuse one. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I was just I was just looking. We were talking about uh, that version. It doesn't look like it's actually... They might have taken it down from uh, Apple and everything. So I'll have to... I have the CD. I'll have to send you guys the MP3 so you guys can check it out. Because I think it's a really, really good remix. It's worth checking out. Cool. I'd like to check it out. But, uh, Jerry, what do you think of this song? You know, if there is this version out there before I go into it, I'd love to hear it. I mean, like I said, my problem with this album was what it had those 80s cliche effect, those keyboards. Now, if they can get rid of those and kind of dirty it a little bit, well, it might be pretty good, you know? So, uh, anyway, what's Bang Bang? What we're doing? Fire. Yeah. All right. I see the opening riff isn't bad. Um, yeah, it actually fooled me too. With the the sound was really low at the beginning and all that. I was like, "What the hell?" And I'd turn it up a lot. That's kind of weird. Um, this is actually much better, but he gets to the chorus, and to me, it sounds like a very weak Cold Blood. I don't know. They, they might they corrected the song on the next album with the title track, or not the title track, but with Cold Blood, in my opinion, just still with the '80s cliches. Um, the bridge isn't that impressive. The solo was good, and wasn't this written by the great Kip Winger? Yeah, he wrote it with uh, Purnell and uh, Alligan Jr. It That's shows. I don't like it. It, it shows. <laughs> it shows. Uh, but the, the solo saves it. Um, I give it a two out of five. All right. I, I like this song, man. I think it's cool, and I want to hear that remixed version. I've been looking for it, but you said it was taken off Amazon. I guess that's yeah. why I can't find it, because I, I heard there was a remix of this. And I love the blow my blow you know blow my fuse thing. Wait, it's way better than the original to me. And yeah, I thought I was tripping out when I heard the sound drop. And Charles brought it up. Everybody brought it up. I was like, "What happened? Did I turn it down? What <laughs> did my headphones go out? You know, it was that dramatic of a sound drop from that from number two to number three. And I go, well, I like the song. It's fucking pretty cool. It's three uh, O for me for this album so far." Then we get to the next song, Laying Rubber, which uh, Charles, uh, no, uh, Joseph picked. Here's Laying Rubber on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, Joseph, you pick laying rubber. Yeah, this is uh this uh is probably tied for my favorite song off the album. It's rip it's a rip roaring song. Um it, it it's a little bit cheesy with that yeah, no, stop, go part, but I think that the rest of it's just great. The riff's great, the solo's killer on it, and Steve's vocals are really, really good. This might want to be one of my favorite vocal performances on this album from Steve. Yeah, it's 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 definitely probably tied for my favorite song off the album with one we haven't talked about yet. But it's it's a one of my favorites. It's a great song. I've never seen them play this live. I know they have played it live, but I've never seen them play it. This would be one I'd love to see them play live. Nice. So, uh, Jerry, what do you think of it? Laying rubber, right? Yeah. All right, we're finally getting the dirty and fast kicks that I know of. Nice, catchy chorus. Let's hope it stays this good the rest of the way. I could have done without the little cheerleading section that sounded like it. But other than that, it was a pretty good song. I give it four out of five, actually. Just remember Ring Around Rosie, though. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ring Around Rosie. <laughs> that, but, you know, that's, that's, I think it's my favorite song off the album as well. They're known for cheesy lyrics, but they're cheesy lyrics within good lyrics at the same time. And they mix it uh, up. Uh, that cheerleading part kind of really did it in for me. Uh, whatever. Okay. So what do you think of it, uh, Charles? I like the riffage on this one. Uh, I think it's significantly better than the Balls song. Uh, <laughs> and it's interesting you brought up there is a remaster, because I, I thought the production is too murky. And said uh, if it was remastered, it'd probably be better. So, yeah, I'd like to hear it remastered. Again, a bit generic and stock sounding, but the guitar work at points is pretty cool. So... Hey, Kicks, we can talk about possibly getting that eyeliner back. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I think this this is a song you want to get in the car if I could drive 100 mil million miles an hour and if I can get a speeding ticket, too. That's all I got to say about it, man. This song is just fucking driven, rock and roll. I fucking love it. So, then we get to the next one, Inside One, Walking Away. What do you think about it, Joseph? It's uh, it's it's good. It's not one of my favorite kicks ballads, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I think "For Shame" is a much better song. I think uh, "Don't Close Your Eyes" is much better than this. Um, but I think it's a good song. The lyrics are not great. Um, they're probably some of the worst lyrics on this album. Uh, but it's it's good overall. Again, Steve has great vocals on this song. There's some good guitar work. It's it's sort of middle of the road again. It's nothing. It's not, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it, it's not my favorite off the album. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Hey, Kicks, Foreigner wants their sound back. <laughs> oh, it sucks. Give me back that fucking eyeliner. I destroyed it. This song is putrid. <laughs> Jerry. Oh, wait, I'll go next, and then Jerry, you go last. Uh, this song is very uneven, and I like parts of it, the middle part with the leads, the rip, but saying that, this song does not flow for me. It's a mixed bag, uh, and it's a skipper for me. I don't like it either. <laughs> So, uh, Jerry. What the fuck is this? What a whiny ballad. Again, disappointment in Steve Whiteman's voice, man. Uh, to me, it sounds like Alan Parson meets the Beatles, but in a shitty way. Uh, boring and weak. I need a doctor after this and a lawyer to sue to get my fucking money back. One out of five. <laughs> Put him in a code lawsuit with the guys from Keelfest. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm, just quote, I'm just quoting some of the lyrics off it. That's where I got the lawyer and the doctor from. But, uh, oh, okay. Don't close my. Uh, don't close my. Uh, don't close your eyes. Is 
blows this one out of the Oh, water. it's that's a very even ballad, and it's not even a ballad if you read the lyrics. It's a pretty dark song. But um, what do you think about it? Uh, oh, that's it on that one. Do we flip this bitch over? We go to Scarlet Fever. Uh, let's start with you, Jerry. Oh, damn. The definition of filler, in my opinion. Nothing at all appealing about this song. Nah, 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 nah. I don't like it. Um, disappointment continues. Makes me want to jump out of a plane without a parachute. Solo is the only thing that gives this an even one by rating. Okay, I didn't hear the end of it. You kind of went out a little bit, Jerry. The solo is the only thing giving it a one out of five. Okay. Huh. So what do huh. you think about it, Charles? I disagree with that part. I mean, I will say this, though. Fuck yes, cowbell. <laughs> all those calls bring out the cowbell, man. It, it makes me get all hype. But other than that, I don't see why they were. They surprised they were a second fiddle group at this point. This is filler and not killer. Surprise Nirvana didn't hit it, hit it earlier as a young teen group listening to this. Definite rib fest here. And I thought even the guitar solo blows. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go last, uh, Joseph. More cowbell in my notes, Charles. <laughs> I said, I know that I know that line's old, but uh, it's still. Oh, I get amped on cowbell. And yes, I, I know why you don't like it, because it, it reminds you of Bon Jovi with a na-na-na-na-na-na. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm a Bon Jovi fan, so this hits me right in my heart. I fucking love it. I knew you loved it. <laughs> so Joseph, what do you think about it? Well, uh, I love this song. Uh, I think it's great. Um, it, Charles, you'd love seeing them live. They Jimmy Chocolate beats the shit out of the cowbell. He's one of the hardest-hitting drummers you've ever seen in your life. He will beat the cowbell to death, and it's amazing. I love it. Um, but So a funny story about this song originally and this is this is a song that even the band hated originally because yeah. it was rushed production on this song and it none of the band members play the guitar solo on this song it was a studio musician that they brought in oh. so they hated this song and they refused they they wouldn't play it live they played it live very rarely back then until the remix i was talking about Ronnie Youngkins finally plays the guitar solo on this song. I think his guitar solo is way better. So when I send you guys the reissue version, I do want you to check out the guitar solo, see what the difference is. And I think it's better. And now they actually played this song live. And it's sad because I've seen them like five or six times in the past two years. And they will, they've played it every time since this remix came out. So now I'm starting to get tired of it. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really, I really want to hear that remix now yes yeah, as soon as we get done I'll, I'll rip the files off the cd i'll send them to you guys i think it's a really it's a really cool thing to check out yeah, yeah. i want to i want to see it i want to hear it because i i love i love to blow my fuse and i like this album the way it is right now so far so uh mm. then we get to get into the next song which is crybaby so charles what do you think of this one what in the hell is this a kilroy b-side this band, there's one thing about this album. It seems like they're really grasping at straws. Like, they're throwing all kinds of different styles. And see, sees what stick and it sticks. And, and in that straw grasping, we got the short one. Uh, it's just horrid to my ears. I have no idea why they thought this was a good idea. And uh, total keel fest here. What do you think about it, uh, Joseph? 
Well, Charles, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think this is by far the worst song on the album. I cannot, I've never been a fan of this song. And uh, as this review goes on, I'm, I'm regretting not picking the first album for us to review because I think, I think Charles, you would have liked the first album a lot more. I love um, I love their debut album. Their debut album is it, it came out in '81, and it's very like late '70s hard rock. I mean, people people could say it's it was a little derivative of like Van Halen and that kind of stuff. It's not definitely not as good as Van Halen, but I think it's a lot. It's that's my favorite Kicks album. And I think that if if there's some a different kind of Kicks that I think I'd recommend, I think the first album we want, I'd really recommend listening to because nothing on the first album sounds anything like Crybaby. Dang. So what do you think about it, Jerry? I don't know. It kind of started out. This song kind of started I thought it was Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone at first. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? This is atrocious. Worse than filler. Um, this song needs to go back to the 80s and never resurface, man. One out of five. This is, what, what was this? Starship before Starship? Oh, my God. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. We all hate that song. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I don't feel so guilty, man. And now we get to uh, Charles's pick, Cold Shower. So here's a uh, Cold Shower on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, Charles, you picked Cold Shower. Yeah. And it could have been because I'm so mortified by the more crappy songs that this is all right to me. Not jaw-dropping good, but pretty decent groove to it. And we get a little bit of harmonica on it. And uh, could use more of these on the, on the record, this type of song, I think. But I get it, because like I said, I think this is a kitchen sink type of record where they're just trying to find something that will stick. The bass is pretty cool on it. Got a little funk vibe to it. Not a bad track. Uh, enough interesting things to hold my attention. What do you think about it, uh, Joseph? Yeah, this is this is the one that's tied with Land Rubber for my favorite song on the album. I think this is one of my favorite kick songs from any of their albums. I love still they still play this one at almost all their concerts. It's great. The uh, uh, Steve and the bass player will come out. They'll do they'll they'll have like an umbrella and they'll do the uh, acapella part at the beginning of the song, and then the then the band kicks in and it's great and everyone has a great time with it and people are singing along, and it's it's great. Steve's vocals on this it's some of the highest notes I've ever heard him hit. It's, I think he sounds great on this song. Um, and I think this is another one that benefits from the production on the remix because the, the production's a little glossy on the original um, with, like, the hand claps and all that stuff. And But I think it's a great song. The music video is weird as hell. If you ever look on YouTube, the music video is weird. Um, <laughs> but it was the 80s, so whatever. Um, yeah, this is this is a great song. Um Definitely from the outhouse to the penthouse, having this right after Crybaby. <laughs> so, uh, did they on the re remix version? Did they take off the hand claps? No, but it it, it doesn't sound quite as cheesy. Oh, okay. It, it's uh, so the, the 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 two big things I take away from the remix are the guitars are a lot cleaner. It's it they're like they sound a lot more like like not not cleaner, but the production's not as glossy. They sound uh, dirtier even a little bit, and Steve's vocals are really in the forefront on the remix, so you can really hear him like just pounding all those notes. And I think it's it's a really good. Uh, it kind of strips away a lot of the '80s from the from the production. But it didn't make Crybaby any better. No, not at all. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that production was not the issue with that song. Okay, uh, so I'll go next, and Jerry, you go last. Uh, what are the, I said? I love that thing they're doing with the guitar in this song it's kind of like funky like some kind of prince kind of bass going on and some guitarists are killer and the harmonica coming in the lead fucking vocals rules 
get rid of the hand claps. That's why I asked, did they get rid of the hand claps? I was like, damn. Hey, I like hand claps. I like the song Tomorrow by Kiss. <laughs> if it's done, yeah, but this is cheesy kind of hand cla claps, like Joseph uh, was saying. This is a damn good song. First, <laughs> it is a good song. I said it'd be perfect if they got rid of the hand claps, man. <laughs> oh. and, uh, <laughs> Jerry, what do you think about it? Let's get the funk out, man. That beginning was Sharon approved, man. He would have loved that, probably. Um, this song just, the, again, man, with the fucking cheerleading, man. What is up with that? Uh, it reminds me of being in one of those shitty-ass pep rallies in high school, man, with the fucking cheerleaders and cheer. Just don't like this song at all, man. It's just so bad. And it pisses me off because this band is so much better than this album, in my opinion. Really, really. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the remix because if I like it now, I'm going to like it better with the remix. So, like I do with uh, Blow My Fuse. Bring up the hand claps more. <laughs> more hand claps of cowbell. Yeah. I would yes. rather hear fucking Tony Basil do Mickey than this, man. That's, how <laughs> That's a damn good song, too. Now you're talking. Fuck, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, well, fucking, how about vacation? Vacation. No, I'm just joking. All right. Love it. Love <laughs> it. I love it, too. Are you going to get Belinda Carlisle's new album? Yes. <laughs> Tell me if it's good before I listen to it. Some of her right. solo stuff is. I like the first two solo albums. That's yeah, pretty good. And I like her solo stuff. It's pretty yeah. good. I don't think I like that album with horses on it or whatever it was. I yeah. yeah. But, uh, shit. We died. Ah. And then, uh, whose turn is it? Mine? I'll go on Lie Like a Rug. Lie Like a Rug. Go for it. How precious trying to do their own black dog. Leave that to the pros, Kicks. Well, I mean, this is a maybe a B-side. It's generic and derivative. Uh, not the worst song on a record by any means, but also pretty shitty at the same time. So my hat's off to you. So what do you think about it, uh, Jerry? I just have one line for it. All the negative things I've said about all the other songs, just put it in with this song. <laughs> it's not even worth rating. It's bad. You're done. You're over. You're gone. It's three strikes. This album's out for you. Uh, so uh, I'll let you go last, Joseph. Uh, I love the title, Lie Like a Rug. <laughs> you know, like lying. Uh, killer groove. I love the gang vocals. Steve is very underrated as a vocalist. Been loving the drums on here. And it wasn't Jimmy. It was Anton Fake playing drums on this one. For You know him from Kiss and the David Letterman band. Um that he guy. didn't kiss record. Huh? Ace Freely. Ace Freely. Anton Fink was on uh, Creatures. He didn't play on Unmasked. He, he played quiet. on Creatures. No, he yeah, didn't play. Anton he played Fink on. played on Creatures. He played, he played on Dynasty and Unmasked, Mark. Yeah. He didn't no, play he on Creatures. creatures. Oh, he yeah, did. he didn't play on Creatures. I, I'm fucking stoked. Uh, uh, no, he, you said he didn't play on a, on a Kiss album. Oh, he did on Dynasty, on Unmasked, and Ace Really solo album. Yeah, that's why I said you guys know him from Kiss or freaking... Uh, Eason, you blew the joke. Ah, God, whatever. All right. All right, that guy gets around, man. You guys love him. So, Joseph, what do you think about it? To me, this is like the most like stereotypical Kick song on the album. This sounds the most like a lot of their other stuff like outside of this album. It's a good song. It's really this goes over really well live. The crowd gets into this one live, and I think Steve's vocals, like you said, are great. 
I'm glad you mentioned Anton Figgle on drums. That's another thing the remix does. Jimmy finally plays drums on the last two songs on this album, on the remix. Yes. Because the reason the reason that he wasn't able to play the drums on the last two songs was he was having like um, nerve issues at the time, and they rushed the production of this album so that he could get surgery before the tour. And so he was able to play on eight of the ten songs on this album, everything but the last two. So they had to bring in Anton Fig to play drums on the last two tracks. And one of the things they did when they did the remix was he plays drums on the last two tracks now. So, for the first time ever, all the band members play on every track on this album now. Nice. Cool. Yeah, um, and then we get to the next song, Sex, which I picked, because I get to pick a song now. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Sex on the... You guys picked all the good ones. I had to pick something, uh, okay. even though I might like it. Uh, sex on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
Okay, that was sex on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Since I uh, picked it, I'm going to say, I said, take out that heavy breathing in the beginning and just start the fucking song, man. The band is a mix between Aerosmith and ACDC. This is more of an Aerosmith jam with a sprinkling of the harmonica in there. And then some ACDC with the riffage. Sometimes they mix both in one song, which is fucking genius. This fucking makes me want to listen to the next album and just keep going because I didn't want this album to end because it ended on a good note for me. So I did like the fucking song, Charles. What do you think of yeah. it? <laughs> oh, now they're channeling some Prince, I see. Say Prince? That was earlier. <laughs> Go ahead. I would say the bass work is pretty cool, but the riff is way too derivative of Walk This Way to my ears. And this song is about as sexy as Mrs. Furley. What a terrible song. Tragic. Just tragic. Mr. Furley wasn't married. Well, what was the other one? Roper. The Ropers. Mrs. Roper. Mrs. What Roper. A... Mrs. Furley. He was not sexy. Hey, hey, like I messed up on Kiss, uh, Creatures of the Night, saying that Anton Fick played on it. Now I got you back. <laughs> I knew I should have drank. I would have never made that mistake drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, um... Jerry, what do you think about it? Well, remember what I said about Lie Like a Rug? <laughs> Times two. <laughs> but let, me say, let me close here by <laughs> saying, when I when I made jokes about how I totally dislike an album, it means that I'm very disappointed because they're a good band. And I expect you know so much better from them. This album, to me, was uh, just a serious letdown. Like I said, their next three albums after this, freaking rocked, man. I love them. So, you know, this is why I, I do albums like this, because I'm disappointed in the band. So, anyway. So, Joseph, what do you think about it? So, um, Mark, you mentioned about the harmonica, and I love when Steve breaks out his harmonica. It, it, gets a real, it gives a really kind of unique vibe to a lot of the kick songs, and it's just a shame that he wasted it on this song. This is really the only song on the album that he really breaks out his harmonica. And it's a shame you wasted it on this turd. I have never been a fan of this song. It is, it's completely derivative. The stupid grunting noise at the beginning of the song. Oh, I it's, hated that. It's, it's just, yeah, I've never been a huge fan of this song. And I hate that he wastes his harmonica talents on this song. But he could, it could have spruced up some of the other songs on the album. Did they, did they <laughs> fix it with, with Jimmy's drums? I, I mean, it's the same song. It's 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 not. Oh, okay. It's the same song. I like it, so I'm like going, oh shit! It's the first <laughs> one. It's three against one. Yeah. <laughs> you find Mrs. Roper to be hot too, so. <laughs> I don't think Mrs. Roper's hot. <laughs> yes, you. Do. No, I don't. I liked I liked uh, Janet and Chrissy. Yeah. Wait, you you mean you like Vinnie Vincent on that show? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when she had the short hair. <laughs> Even though I'm lying because I liked her in the beginning with the long. That was her liquid. Yeah. All right, man. So that was our review of uh, Kicks Midnight Dynamite. Oh, man. This, I, I, I hope you guys liked this episode. Uh, I like the album. Joseph liked the album. The other two fucking just want to flush it down the toilet and get the fuck out and throw it in. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I like his hair better than Jerry. Just I'm really interested in this updated version, man. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Actually, I am. Yeah, well, I want the debut now. Yeah, that's. I think it is better than uh, this album. I highly recommend the debut. Charles, debut. listen, listen debut. to the song "Atomic Bombs." I think that'd be right up your alley. The song that's one of my favorite Kick songs ever written. It's the first song on their first album, and I think it's one of their best songs. 
Right on. So, Joseph, how how'd you like your first time on here? Was it uh, better than uh, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast or Rock All Over You? Or were we, were well, we uh, weren't drunk enough this time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's a... Uh, it's been great. I mean, again, I wish I would have picked the first album. I think we would have been a, it would have been a lot more of a love fest between all of us if I would have picked the first album. But hey, you know what? It's not always about the love fest. You know, got to get that debate in there. It's been great. You know what? It's it's always a good time just talking about good music, bad music, and different music, whatever kind of music it is. It's just a fun time. Yeah, man. So then we get to our uh, tracks of the week, and Joseph, you picked a great song, uh, "Dream Theater." Another day. Do you, are you a big fan of Dream Theaters? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, which is funny because probably about seven or eight years ago, I hated Dream Theater. They were, and again, that's probably because I didn't really know much of them. I just, I thought of them as that band that uh, just doodles around too much. And I thought of songs like they're a lot, some of their like mid 2000s stuff that was just way too much about like showing off that they can play really fast. Um, but as I really kind of discovered a lot of the older stuff, like Images and Words is one of my favorite albums of all time. And that and Awake and Scenes from My Memory and train the thought especially that's a really oh, heavy train album it's a fucking compact album i love that one yeah that's a, that's a great album but they've, they've released a lot of great stuff they've a lot of really good live albums but us to me i always go back to images and words and especially another day i was just listening to i don't know if you guys know the uh the youtube channel i know ralph has talked about it before ian's talked about it, the uh daily doug but um he has a really good youtube channel where he'll react to different music every day and recently he did uh, all of side one of images and words and he was really getting into another day, and I just remembered how great of a song that is. And it's it's always struck me as it's a really powerful song written about John Petrucci's father. And in a band like that, where they're, they're keyboard-heavy sometimes, they could have easily done the uh, saxophone part with a keyboard, and instead they went out and actually got a professional saxophone player to play that amazing, beautiful saxophone part. And uh, John Petrucci's solo is amazing, and it's one of James LeBrie's best vocals out there. So I think it's one of my favorite Dream Theater songs. It's such a powerful, powerful song, and it's really, really good. Yeah, like Ian likes to say on uh, Rock and Metal Combat podcast, uh, Jordan ruined this. You know what, Ian? I am. I, I, we're you're on Team Mark. I'm on Team Ian. But right now, I'm on Team Mark because I like Jordan Rudeness. <laughs> I think he's great. I like the other guy. I like Sherinian better. But I, I do like Jordan. And this and this one's even pre Sherinian. This was Kevin Moore, the original keyboard yeah. player. I like him so, all, uh, man. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think they went for a downgrade. I think Sherinian was the best of the three to me. Oh, hell yeah. His solo material is amazing. His last solo album was kick-ass. And I love I love what he does in Sons of Apollo. And I think he, it's just, he's a, he's one of my favorite keyboard players. And he's in uh, Black Country Communion, too. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Bonamassa and Jason... Uh, Jason Bonham, fucking great band. Uh, they're going to release a new album. Fucking Glenn Hughes, how long is that guy going to keep his voice? Vince Neil, you should probably like go take vocal lessons from Glenn. It might be too late, though. Uh, uh, he should just quit. He should just no quit. Yeah. All right, Jerry, you picked No More Tears, man. Uh, I know you love Ozzy, but you know what? Let's do this. Let's talk about our tracks of the week a little bit here sometimes. Why would you pick this one, Jerry? Well, because you're pressuring me, and there was a video that was on TV at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lazy ass. <laughs> well, that's, I, I did. I will admit, I completely forgot about giving you that track of the that track of the week. You so did. My I best. left you alone for a while until I said, "Hey." I wait. said, I, yeah, but then you're pressuring me and said, "I saw the video was on." And so, oh, fuck it. It's a great song, anyway, man. I'm a huge Zach Wild fan, so you know. yeah. Ozzy and Zach, perfect combination. Not as good as Randy and Ozzy, but close. 
All right, then we get to you, Charles. You pick Celtic Frost, the Upserper. There you go. Oh, yeah. Can't hear you, Charles. Frost. Celtic Frost, the Usurper. Oh, Celtic Frost, my bad. Yeah, that's just some fucking hardcore metal shit right there, man. This is Metal May, I believe. Yeah. It's like the whole goal this month. And uh, a lot of times I just spin my Apple. I'll just, like, be on random bands and then forget it's still on. And then it just skips to a random artist, like on radio or something, based off that artist. And this song came up, and I fucking dug it. And I thought, man, I'm going to make it my pick of the week. So there you go. Yeah, so I picked one of Charles's favorite bands of all time. L.A. Guns, Bitch is Back. <laughs> yeah, this is going to leave. <laughs> huh? I can't wait. He's not leaving. Oh, I thought that article said he was leaving. No, he said he almost left in 2022. Oh, damn it. Yeah, they didn't leave. Because <laughs> uh, Tracy says uh, that band is him and Tracy. He said they've had like 100, like 500 some members in that band. But it always comes down to him and Tracy. So, fucking yeah. cool. And they made yeah. fucking four exactly. albums. They made four albums in five years. How many albums has Kiss made? Zero. Hey, Charles. Who the hell wants new Kiss records? <laughs> <laughs> Charles, something cool I saw recently with you picking Celtic Frost. Have you seen any uh, any of the videos of uh, Trypticon playing at uh, some of the festivals in Europe? They're uh, playing all of uh, Morbid Tales, Emperor's Return, and Megatherion, like the entire full albums. Really? Yeah, nice. and it's um, that's I'm I'm, I'm sure you pro you probably know that's um Trypticon is Thomas Gabriel Fisher's current band. Yeah. So it's uh, cool. him playing him and some other guys playing the entirety of Morbid Tales, Emperor's Return, and Megatherion. Right on. I'm gonna check that out. I know nothing about this band, so maybe I'll start listening to see if I like it. Mark, you hate it. Mark, you would hate it. I would hate it. It's the vocals, right? The vocals? No, no, you would just hate it. I like, like, I like death metal until they start singing. It's, it's not even, it's not death metal. It's not like growling vocals really that much. It's, it's... Butcher Babies? I like Butcher Babies. No. no. It's, really, it's really metal, Mark. Well, but, Butcher Babies is metal. No. Yes, no, they are. No, Mark, just 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 listen to Into the Crypts of Rays, and if you'd like that, you'll like the band. If you don't like that, you won't like the band. <laughs> well, I go by vocals and harmonies, so if there's no vocals or harmonies, I'm like, ow. It's like, I, I need that. I like, I, but I can't stand Ava, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they fuck have, you for that one, honestly. Have, have vocals <laughs> yeah. and harmonies, and I can't stand yes. the fuckers. But, uh, man, do you have anything closing to say, Joseph? Yeah, um, just thank you guys so much for having me on. It's been great just talking about music with you guys, and I'm really pumped. Hopefully in the future we can get to do this Nazareth episode. I've been jamming to a ton of Nazareth, changing my list back and forth about 500 times. Uh, I look it, forward to that one. For yeah, real. that's that's going to be so good. I, they are one what of my favorite bands. that Nazareth episode? It's been so long I forgot. It was with I think, uh, yeah, it's like, supposed to have Dr. Fuck on. Yeah, Dr. yeah. Fuck. What, what are we doing? What is it about? Nazareth. About songs, albums, like the top like sixteen songs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. top sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that top in my whatever. notes. I'm gonna put top that in whatever. My... Yeah. I put yeah. wait. That's for the BS sessions. Yes. Yeah. BS. Gotcha. 
Yeah, because yeah. I'll put I'll put that yeah. in my notes. So future episodes, I do that all the time. So That'd be the guests for that episode, Ralph and Joseph, because we can't have six or eight. Oh yeah, we won't have Andy and uh, Al on there. That, that dude last week was hard. Got <laughs> 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 you guys off. I go go go. It's like I we finished with four minutes to spare. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, Charles. I was kind of trying to rush them, but you started talking too. Towards the yeah. end, so it's like, it fuck. Fun. It was fun. It was fun, <laughs> but uh, uh, you got Charles. You got anything to say? No. Let's go ahead and like and subscribe and uh, share and all that good stuff. And uh, Joseph, I gotta say thanks for being on and being a good sport. But I, I really want to check the remaster out because I do think the production at times was really lacking, and I think maybe some more better. The remix deal. I'd like to hear that. So I look forward to that. And thanks yeah, for being I'll send it to you guys. Yeah. Cool. Oh, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, same thing, Jason, man. Thanks for being on. Um, I hope that I will like this remastered version better so I can uh, talk nicely about this album. Um, anytime you want to be on any of our shows, man, just let us know, man. You're a great guest. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I say, I say the same because this is why we got you on here because we were trying to get you on the BS sessions uh, for that Nazareth episode that I forgot about. But that's why we got you on here so we could get you on, you know, to talk with us, man, because we love you, man. You're a great dude. And uh, everybody uh, get into the group, get into the Freeform Rock Podcast community group, or we have a like page. You could go like the podcast there. Same thing with the Mark and Jerry with Charles BS sessions. We're on YouTube ex exclusively. Episodes get posted in the Mark and Jerry with Charles community. We also have a like page there. So join and like those groups and come join us, man. We always respond, uh, especially if you talk about Oasis. Charles will be your long lost best friend. <laughs> yep. And if you like lame shit, you'll be Mark's. Yeah, <laughs> and if you like in the middle shit, you'll like Jerry. Because <laughs> Jerry's hey, in the middle. <laughs> got, a little bit, got a little bit of everything on this show. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Mark, we... all I have to say is don't look back in anger. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. We need to get the fuck out of here out of that, man. Later, guys. <laughs> all Later. right. Bye. For the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.